Well, I'm, I'm happy to tell you about it, but I, my mom's birthday happened to be, um, just happened to fall on Saturday with Mother's Day, of course, on Sunday. So I was, uh, I drove up to Dallas uh, for the weekend and spent, spent time with my mom and the family. And then this morning I got up super early and, and drove back down. Yeah. So, You're a good you, son. Well, I'm working on it. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm the best son, but I'm working on, I'm working on it. Did you have a good Mother's Day weekend? I did. My kids are back east and my grandkids are back east. And, you know, so we chatted and texted and all that good stuff. That's and my fun. husband and took me to a, on a garden tour, which is really awesome. Oh, lovely. Well, what's a garden tour? Uh, I live in Auburn, California, which is in the Sierra foothills. And every year, the master gardeners for the last 35 years have put on this amazing garden show. And uh, there were six of them all over the area. And they were just amazing. It's like, I'm a, I'm a gardener myself, but I live on a small lot now. We used to have acreage, but we moved into town. And uh, now, you know, it's like I don't have the big land that I used to have to garden in. And I was in such awe and such envy. <laughs> <laughs> I am really good at... Um... Well, at killing plants, I'm not the best at growing them, but I'm, I'm very good at planting them and then having to unplant and then plant new ones. So that seems to be my sweet spot in the gardening area. Understood. Right. Well, you, are, you are you ready to get started, Lexi? Sure. All right, let's go. Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Okay, welcome back to the show, watchers and listeners. We've had a whole week to think about what we're going to talk about uh, today. And of course, the topic du jour uh, is going to be inclusion analytics and data ethics. But before I introduce our guest, I want to remind you that the subscribe and share buttons uh, that are actually on your device, they are not cosmetic. They actually work. Uh, and they are a great way to make sure you don't miss any of these sort of 20-minute chats that we do with recruiting industry leaders and practitioners. Uh, if you are with us live on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook, uh, you should drop a hello or a thumbs up in the live chat. Uh, we can say hi right back to you, certainly connect with you. You can also pop a question uh, or comment in there and we'll see if we can get to that uh, or at least follow up with you directly. Now, with us today is another, uh, I guess, first-time guest on the show. It's Lexi Martin. Lexi is the chairperson of the People Intelligence Alliance Council. Uh, and similarly to Career Crossroads, as a community of practitioners and leaders that are sort of passionate about uh, various aspects of TA, the PIA uh, is a community of folks who could be called data lovers, uh, who are certainly on a mission. And we are most definitely gonna talk about that. Lexi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Chris. That was a great introduction. Well, thank you very much, Lexi. For those who don't know you or who, who may not have had the pleasure uh, of meeting you, can you give us uh, what I like to call sort of an escalator pitch about who is Lexi? Like just a, just a spiel of like a little bit of your background and, and what you're excited about and kind of why the PAA, why, why is uh, data something that we want to talk about today? Absolutely. So yeah, for those of you that don't know me, uh, I'm a really long time researcher. So I'm I'm a research geek. I love data also. Uh, and I think I'm probably best known for the fact that I 
started and managed the Sierra Cedar HR system survey that focused on HR technology adoption and the value that organizations get from adopting all that, uh, all that technology. Uh, I managed that for its first 15 years. It's since been taken over by Stacy Harris, who I hired. Um, and uh, it's now called the Sapient Insights uh, Survey. I joined Vizier six years ago, and now I focus on the value of applying people analytics. And I work with our customers to tell their stories, uh, tell their stories about the financial value they get from adopting uh, people analytics, but also the value they get uh, from adopting people analytics and using it to improve their diversity and their inclusion and their equity. And as you mentioned, my latest role is as the chair of the People Intelligence Alliance Thought Leadership Council. A lot of words there. <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> Lexi, let me ask you, when we talk about, um, like when we say people analytics, for those who may not be familiar with it, what, what are we actually talking about? What makes up people analytics? Oh my gosh. Well, what we're going to talk about a little bit today is, you know, really it's all the data about your people that's needed to make the best business decisions. So it's data about your employees. It's data about your extended workforce. It's, you know, for your audience, it's talent acquisition data. It's, you know, all that data that enables your people to attract, engage, and, you know, ultimately hire such that organizations can retain employees. And there's just such a breadth of data that can be, you know, brought to bear to improve the decisions we make about individual people, about the humans that, that work for us. Is yeah. that is that enough? Yeah, it does. And I think we've seen uh, most recently a real increase on, I mean, for years and years, the people analytics piece, right? The people data has been important. But I think over the last maybe, and, you, and correct me if you feel differently about this, Lexi, but I think over the last maybe, I don't know, 10 years, I think we've exponentially seen more interest, uh, certainly from TA leaders, in using data to make people decisions. A uh, little, little more science and a little less art slowly over the years. Would you, would you agree with that? Uh, yes. And, you know, I really am a longtime researcher. I started that Sierra Cedar HR system survey. It was actually called something else when we started it in 1997. And I started tracking uh, first manager reporting. And then kind of in 2000 saw there was this, this group of technologies called workforce analytics. And it's since mm -hmm. been Name talent analytics. I'm sorry, people analytics and talent analytics, and you know it's got other names, but really it's just there's so much rich information about people. You know whether they're inside the organization or in the extended workforce, their contractors or their candidates wanting to get hired, and we just want to know as much as we can can about them so that we can really do the best for them and the organization. Well, and, and that's kind of my question to you is that if we're collecting all of this information, all of this data, what, what should we be doing with it? 
Well, one of the things we want to talk about today is inclusion, right? And I yeah. apologize. I've got somebody outside <laughs> my door making noise. Are you still able to hear me? I am. It's, it's landscaping day for you today. Yes, it's landscaping day. This, it's this is the, the work at home environment. <laughs> All right. Mary just activated the doorbell. <laughs> I so apologize. Um, no worries. He will go so, away in a second. Um, that's okay. So, you you actually sound just fine. You sound you oh, okay. perfectly so, fine. I'm yeah, sorry. You, you, Ask me your uh, question again. Well, I was just curious. Like, if we, there's this all of this data that we now have, and you could argue that we have more data than we've ever had before, what what could we be what could we be expected to do with that data when we talk about um, you know an inclusion experience? Yeah. You know, you asked me in the introduction to tell you what I'm passionate about. And, you know, having been a longtime researcher, I've been in the workforce for over 50 years now. I have been in the HR, in the tech industry since I started back then. And, uh, you know, the, we haven't made as great of strides as I think we need to about diversity. You know, if just looking at women in the tech industry, we're still not at equity with men. And of course there's yeah. a much broader, you know, uh, community of diverse uh, members of the workforce that are not at equity as well. And then there's also, um, you know, there, there's not equitable inclusion. Um, you know, so if we're talking about inclusion, um, you know, people want to make a difference. They mm -hmm. want to be able to uh, be recognized for that difference. You know, so I think I think that uh, you know the topic of inclusion, inclusion analytics, the inclusion experience, is a really important one that we can bring data to bear about. Um, and you know, with the purpose to improve it. Uh, with some of the research that I've done with our customers, I've been able to see that those that focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion actually financially outperform organizations that don't. So you know, there's a financial reason for focusing on diversity, equity, and inclusion. But it's also just the right thing to do. You know, it's. It's, it's just important that we be able to get the best of who we've got in the workforce. Uh, and that's why we need to include more. Is that sort of the mission behind the People Intelligence Alliance, Lexi? Is that yeah, sort yeah, of? Let, let me put the, this in, in context. Um, you know, the People Intelligence Alliance is a, a community of people who love data, like you said, and we're steering the future of work towards openness and transparency of data and collaboration. And, you know, I really personally want to encourage the talent acquisition community, especially those that, you know, create or use data to improve their processes, their results to join our growing community, because we really need the wisdom of many, you know, I was introduced to you through Jerry Crispin. Uh, and if your community is like Jerry, we just really want more people like you. And we want to know your, no your knowledge about the data on candidates. We want to mm -hmm. bridge the gap, you know, between it and supporting the best business decisions about them. 
And you know, the, the People Intelligence Alliance, which I now am the, the chairperson of, we're um, responsible for content and we do webinars, we do forums. The council itself is made up of practitioners that are dealing with the difficulty sometimes of you know, uh, getting data uh, yeah. and using it. Uh, we've got vendors like Gloat and Medallia and Desir, which is the founding member. We've got researchers like Stacia Gar, Kathy Andaris from the Burson community, Al Adamson from uh, Pathal. And we've got yeah. an academic teaching on this. We've got uh, a consultant from a major consultancy, Wes Wu from Accenture. So we're all kind of focused on, on the issue of data interoperability. That was our mm -hmm. first theme. And then our second theme was to talk about inclusion analytics and the inclusion experience, because it's just such a great use case where there's just this plethora of data. That well, I, I want to get to the... Yeah, I want to get to the inclusion experience, but I want to ask you first, um, what does it mean to be a member of, like, if, if I'm a head of a talent acquisition function, uh, and I and and I like what you're saying about the the People Intelligence Alliance, and I want to join, uh, what, what does that mean for me? What's it mean to be a, a, a collaborator or a contributor to the to the PIA effort? Well, so it's really easy to join, just just join. There's no cost. To <laughs> <laughs> just join. <laughs> but, but, you know, there's some things that you too need to, uh, to believe in. Um, uh, th th we have this, uh, this, this pledge, if you will, to, uh, you know, place people at the heart of our work, you know, eradicate bias, make people count. So you've got to believe in that. And who doesn't yep. believe in that? You know, we want to connect information seamlessly and we want collaboration. So with uh, organizations that are practitioners, uh, with experts in the field of TA, um, because mm -hmm. we really think the wisdom of many can unlock uh, innovation. And then we ultimately want to ensure fair, ethical, secure use of, of information while respecting the privacy of individuals. And you know, honestly, I think that the TA community, you know, if, if I, I've done research on TA and sometimes I see that there's the TA community over here in the, in the organization, there's HR and there's people analytics, there's the business, there's hiring managers, you know, and they're not all connected and collaborating. And we really need right. that. So we really need the wisdom of the TA community. So I'm sorry, long story just join what you get is access to the site, the webinars, the forums. We've got a, um, a, a ethics and privacy center where you can um, you know, uh, download these uh, principles, uh, mm -hmm. sample principles for an ethics charter. We've got sample privacy of data statements. But more than that, we've got a communicating community, if you will, that is really sharing their their issues and you know how they're resolving them. Lexi, is it expensive to join? I it's free. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get that in but, there. <laughs> but, but yes, it's expensive to join because you really want to collaborate, communicate, right. ask questions, share your wisdom. Lean in. That's what we want.
<laughs> well, let, so let's talk a little bit about inclusion experience. I think you brought, um, you've got a slide uh, you want to you want to walk through? You want to see that do, yet or do you want to set it up? Yeah, would you uh, set that up? Yeah, you know, inclusion analytics is just a really great use case where multiple sources of data can be brought to bear to measure and improve the inclusion experience. Um, and what we're looking to do is to uh, uncover the lived inclusion experience of employees. And, you know, as I said earlier, I think people want to uh, make a difference, to be recognized. And so this inclusion experience framework that you're seeing right now is, is a, it illuminates the connection between all the uh, moments in an organization where the organization itself, its culture, its leaders, its people, its processes show up as being inclusive or not. And then there's these signals, the, all this data that you can bring to bear that can yeah. then be correlated with key outcomes that really matter. And I can dig into this with you if you'd like, or you know, ask a question about a particular area. Yeah, well, let, why don't we do that for the sake of time? Because we keep these at about 20 minutes. So let's just go down the outcomes that matter piece. Because I think usually that's part of the conversation, right? When people are saying, well, what's in it for me? And I think you alluded to some of this uh, a little bit earlier. But let, let's just kind of go through those four those four big takeaways. So, you know, the, again, the outcomes that matter around inclusion are that people want to be included. They want to be able to make a difference and they want to be recognized for that that uh, that difference that they're making. Um, they want to be included in key places, you know, where decisions are made. Look, look at, at the, uh, the decision around hiring someone. Um, you know, we want a good candidate um, slate. We want good uh, hiring managers to be involved in, in that. And they need to be of, you know, uh, diversity that matches the candidate that they're seeing. And, you know, what we're seeing is then greater employee satisfaction of the hired candidate, as well as, you know, greater um, adoption of the person, inclusion of the person when they come on board. You know, so some of these outcomes that matter can be, um, the data can be collected in these key moments, you know, like mm -hmm. in the employee processes related to, um, you know, attracting and hiring the right person, doing the, the interview with that person and ultimately hiring that person in onboarding them, uh, making sure that they're really well included. We, we have a great process at uh, Vizier where everybody does their own uh, social uh, introduction and they talk about their role and their passions and you know uh, their background. And yeah. from that, everybody can reach out and include them in the various communities within the organization, whether they're scotch lovers like you are. I mean, sorry, whiskey lovers like you are, <laughs> IPA lovers. I'll drink like them both. You. If I'm being honest, I drink them both. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, the point is, you know, when you bring up people on board, you want to include them as a whole person, you know, not just for the role they're going to play. And then, you know, you need to recognize that whole person uh, once they're within the organization. I'm sorry, I'm rambling here. Not, not at all. I do want to ask you though, um, 
there was a uh, there was a hot take, and I a hot take posted uh, I think recently where it said that a a more inclusive workforce experience starts with good design. So and and I think Lexi, you were featured in that. It was it was a LinkedIn post. So I wanted to ask you what what does good design mean in that right for to be relevant to that piece and and how is that important to a positive employee experience? What a what a wonderful thing. And I I don't recall the LinkedIn post, but you know, reflected in design to me is about you know thinking about the outcomes that you really want to accomplish with something, whether it's financial or inclusion or employee satisfaction or mm -hmm. you know inclusive participation. And then it's all those places, you know, that that inclusion shows up or not, you know, so this framework that I showed earlier is part of that design in my, from my opinion, you know, it's like, think about all those places where the employee is recognized or not included mm -hmm. or not. Um, and then capture the signals, the data that can actually be used to show where you are with inclusion in the organization, how it contributes to those key outcomes. And from that, you can then improve upon it. Yeah, I love that you're, you're talking about, and I think your slide said there are those moments that matter, uh, right? And both from a company and from an employee standpoint, that view, and then those inclusion signals that then lead to ideally those favorable outcomes. And I think the roadmap that you've put up is, is super, super helpful. Thank you, Chris. And you said it better than I did and much tighter. So you're hired. Please join me. <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully the sal the salary will be a little bit more than the, the fee for entry, right? <laughs> so, Lexi, let me ask you, we got a new question that we're going to start asking all of our guests. Uh, and so, so here it comes. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you had to boil down your message today to be the title of a book, what what would the title of that book be? Apologies. Should have turned that off. Uh, the title of my book. Yeah, you asked me this earlier, and thank you for the heads up on it. Yeah, I was thinking... Yeah, you got... Yo, I guys, got it? We gave you a whole 30 seconds heads up, so it's... <laughs> Okay, here's mine. Everyone wants to love and be loved. How's oh, wow. that? That's that's powerful. So so I'm going to ask you, uh, who is the first person you'd give a signed copy of that to, and what would you write inside the jacket sleeve? Everyone, and I love you. Oh my God, that's fantastic, Lexi. Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so excited to have you on. I'm just so grateful for your time. Thanks, Chris. All right, I'm going to put Lexi in the green room, and I'm just going to share with you that upcoming on May 17th, our monthly CXR lecture series, we're doing remote 3.0. Uh, and that is, uh, I think the topic there is shifting a working from home experience to an effective working from anywhere strategy. So members can join us to see what that actually means. Uh, also, Barb Hyman from Sapia AI is going to talk with us uh, here on the podcast uh, about the humanity that's needed in AI and what she's doing about it. Uh, coming up on May 19th, we have a member and alumni meeting. You probably heard me promote that last week. Uh, that means if you are have ever been a CXR member, uh, you are 100% welcome to join that with us. So it's for current and former members. We're talking about transparency in talent acquisition. So 
don't miss out because we're going to start to cash in on this call to action around transparency and baseline practices in our space. So these and much more you can find at cxr.org slash events. And also don't forget to subscribe and listen uh, and share the CXR podcast. Uh, and you can also catch up, obviously, on hundreds of previous, there are hundreds, believe it or not, of previous episodes out at cxr.works slash podcast. So until next time, we'll see you around. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time. Come on.